Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle. I work with Ken Beadle, Paradigm Futures, on what is a down day with the exception of the cattle market. And Kent, we hate talking about these days, obviously, when the grains are all pointed lower and we have new contract lows in the corn market here this morning. So talk about why and where we find the next layer of support on the charts. Yeah. So I'll answer the last part of that question first. Uh, next level of support is $4.47. That was the low made by the December contract on the weekly and monthly continuation charts uh, from, uh, you know, from earlier in uh, December. So that's, that's the area that we really kind of need to hold. Um, it's what I would call the harvest low, and I still expect it to remain the harvest low. Why are we lower today? I think there are a couple of reasons. Uh, we can start with normal farmer marketing patterns, which generally bring some selling out in that first uh, week of the new year. And we probably saw some of that this morning. Um, you know, this is done because uh, growers maybe uh, needed to sell something or uh, wanted to core their bins or hadn't sold anything for tax purposes and now want to get that job done. Uh, that's pretty typical and seasonal. The amount of bushels doesn't vary a lot year to year, but um, it is selling nonetheless. Um, we're quite certain that we have additional speculative selling here today. And I think uh, right now some of this is tied to shipping and worries about um, what's going on in uh, the Red Sea, where Iran has actually went and put a uh, a military vessel um, in the Red Sea. Of course, we've had U.S. ships uh, in the Red Sea for a couple of weeks now trying to patrol and uh, allow for uh, regular commerce and regular shipping to traverse the Suez Canal in the Red Sea. Uh, we had an escalation this weekend where two military helicopters uh, shot down, I think, three Houthi boats and uh, that prompted the Iranians to, to, uh, to move a vessel. And so this is an escalation um, that has a, the you know, potential to threaten uh, shipping through that area. And of course, all shipping right now is important. Or shipping lanes are important because the, the, the shipping through the uh, Panama Canal uh, continues to be uh, problematic given low water levels. We need uh, a change in the spring when a typical more monsoonal type rainfall would occur in Panama uh, to raise the water levels there. And, uh, you know, since that is not uh, uh, not close at hand, um, you know, it's a concerning that we don't have uh, this other alternative lane into Asia. Right. And soybeans also making new lows for the move here. And is some of that tied to at least a perception that maybe South American or Brazilian weather is a little bit more favorable? Yeah, I think that's true. Um, you know, we did uh, have in the forecast fairly good rainfall for uh, Goyas, uh, Mato Grosso. And we did see that here, you know, over the weekend, they had, uh, you know, quite heavy precipitation through much of the country. And, uh, you know, there's no doubt uh, as dry and as hot as it's been, this is very helpful. Uh, the question is, you know, at what level had we dropped production to and how much is this going to be able to help? Certainly it helps, uh, you know, later flowering plants. It helps pod set. 
uh, on the plants that you know hadn't died, but we've also heard some pretty dire uh, forecasts in some parts of the country that maybe missed out on some of the earlier rainfall uh, that some of those plants just have lost most of their yield potential. Uh, had a lot of uh, uh, private estimates last week kind of coming in in the 151 to 155 area, which is down essentially six to 10 million tons from the current USDA estimate. And uh, um, yeah, we're getting some rain. We are seeing, by the way, that uh, out on the 11 to 15 day part of the curve, uh, that they're talking about, uh, you know, another lower uh, period of rainfall with another potential um, uh, spate of heat. So, uh, you know, it's been a roller coaster in South America yeah. this year, that's for sure. Yeah, this morning, though, um, like I said, new lows for the move took out the October low. So where do you find the next area of support there? Yeah, uh, same thing, the commit, uh, the uh the support from the monthly and the weekly continuation charts is at twelve dollars and fifty cents. Uh, so that's uh, down about another uh, fifteen cents from where things are currently trading here this morning. Yeah, and you talk about speculative uh, selling pressure, but talk about what we've seen in the commitment of traders report because funds have actually um, extended their short position in corn, maybe taken a little bit of pressure off the wheat market, but they're now short soybeans too. Yeah, they are short beans, um, just moved short here last week. And I have to um, mention that I watch most closely what's called the CIT report, which is the middle report. It's not the old legacy report and it's not the new report that has 16 different categories, but the one that stripped out index fund activity, which I think is something that's important. And uh, uh, they're short about 20,000 contracts of beans on that uh, CIT report. Um, they can certainly get shorter. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But um, we have to keep in mind that the ending stocks are 245 million bushels, according to the current USDA estimate. And that is lower than each of the last three years. And so, um, you know, we have to ask ourselves how much cheaper can we get? Um, part of the answer to that question is going to be where do the products go? And uh, the weakness in soybeans has been led lower by both lower meal and oil. And the fact that the crush margins over the last six weeks have fallen about a dollar a bushel. Um, they're still profitable for the processor, but they are much less profitable than what they were. And uh, of course, meal and oil are both lower today as well. And some of that has been speculative selling, by the way. We've uh, liquidated out about 75,000 contracts of meal longs, and we've taken the meal short to approximately a short 75,000 contract level. So there's been a lot of selling in the complex here over the last few weeks. But commercials are actually long in corn, right? That is correct. Um, at, well, on the CIT report, they're short a, a whopping 2,000 contracts, which is negligible. Um, in okay. the legacy report, they're, they're actually long corn. Uh, and again, um, what I look at is where is that position relative to history? And no matter which CFTC report you look at, uh, the size of the commercial position is historically skewed toward the positive side. Um, no matter which report you look at and whether they're a little bit short or a little bit long, um, they're typically very short at this time of the year because they have bought a lot of grain from the farmer through harvest and they have that grain hedged. Well, what this tells us 
is that the margin segment of the of the commercial industry, i.e., the corn processors, the feeders, um, those are the uh, entities that are uh, in offsetting the commercial uh, short hedge positions with long hedges to protect margins, and that's why you know in my estimation, corn futures are as cheap as they need to be because of the margin that uh, exists in. Um, you know, feeding cattle, for example, right now and or uh, making ethanol. Okay. Hopefully that is good news for farmers. Uh, what about the cattle market? Uh, higher cash trade coming in, the lower corn market kind of combining to give us this rally here today? Yeah, well, let's start with uh, the lower corn price, uh, you know, uh, positively influencing feeder cattle to a fairly significant extent. So that's that's number one. And, you know, feeders are the leaders is the old adage. Um, we did have higher cash trade last week. Um, I, I go back a few weeks when everybody was concerned about the LRP situation in the insurance industry, and it just felt like we had a, some sort of a massive washout liquidation event. And uh, we rallied uh, off of that. We actually made our low in the cash that week at 168 and then moved to 170 and 171, now 172. Um, you know, it feels like uh, that seasonal break in uh, in futures prices um, has come to an end, and we're we're starting to find some support based on, you know, what is still likely to be lower inventories of cattle here this upcoming year relative to last. Right, hog market started off with a little bit of strength, turned mixed, and now we're lower. We are unable to hold any gains here. It feels like in this hog market. Mm -hmm mostly because we can't get the cash market to bottom. So do you see that situation staying that way for quite a while yet, or when does it change? Well, it typically changes around now. Yeah, usually. <laughs> usually does. Um, you know, looking at the charts, uh, this is a new low in April. Uh, it's a new low in June. Um, again, this kind of feels like another one of these risk-off liquidation events that's going on. Um, clearly with the, uh, you know, with the hogs making new contract lows in the summer months, yeah. uh, you know, the market is, is not very good technically. Now that cat, you know, hogs and pigs report, excuse me, from a couple of weeks ago, you know, indicated that we had less lightweight pigs than expected and that our farrowing intentions were lower than expected. And those are the kinds of things that should have led to, you know, maybe a little bit of support, at least out into the summer months. Uh, the fact that we're not getting it probably indicates to me, you know, the lack of confidence that uh, traders seem to have right now in USDA data generally. And, um, you know, just some continued ongoing liquidation of, uh, um, you know, positions and or short selling from uh, from the funds with the lower corn prices. Gotcha. All right. Well, hope for better days here in the market. Thanks for joining us, Kent Beetle with Paradigm Futures. That is Markets Now.